0: From the Multiply family of churches, we are Behind Open Doors, a podcast designed to take you behind the scenes, discovering what it takes to multiply disciples, leaders, and new churches. We're located in the U.S., the Hampton Roads region of Virginia. Visit us at multiplythechurch.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Caleb Denny, and I am joined by my friend, my brother, Justin Sleeper. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey. So we are going to tell a story here, and it's no ordinary story. It's the story of a young man who's no longer a young man (laughs) who now has more gray than orange in his beard. And that is the story of Justin Sleeper. And the reason we are telling his story is because we are going to be talking about this phrase, long obedience in the same direction. We've been using that phrase for probably close to over 10 years, at least 10 years. And uh, what we mean by long obedience in the same direction is not that God is after our perfect behavior from salvation until we're glorified with Him upon death here on this earth, but that we're taking gradual steps towards uh, towards growth in Christ our sanctification that is a lo- is a step or a, a a journey of long obedience in the same direction it's kind of like the stock market that's going up right like there's going to be downfalls there's going to be high upticks there's going to be you know just gradual growth in the same direction and Justin you you are the man that I look up to when it comes to this in in my own life of just being steady, constant in every season. And so let's go ahead and let's tell your story uh, and let's start... Um, by maybe telling us a little bit of your your background, I believe you were born in the baptismal of Ocean View Baptist Church. It was a water birth. Yeah, sure um, thing. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you came out, and uh, and y- your mom slapped you in the button. You said Jesus. That's right. that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, can <clears throat> you just tell us a little bit of, of your background? Who was your mom and dad? Kind of your you know your yeah. uh, your your growth story, if you will. Start there. Yeah,
1: sure thing. So. Um my parents are Philip and Gwen Sleeper. Uh, they were actually married at Ocean Baptist Church in uh, 1977, I think it was. Um, I came along in 1980, and like Caleb said, I'm pretty sure I was born in the baptismal. Um, we were at church every, every Wednesday, every Sunday uh, growing up, and my grandmother, um, my dad's mom was uh, a member there, my mom's grand great grandmother it's there so just a lot of family history in that church and uh you know just really seeing um seeing that example i think is what uh was a big part of my life i mean our you know our family gatherings um you know whether it be good or bad all those things were you know they were revolved around christ like we didn't we didn't deal with you know sorrow you know in in the ways of the world we dealt with sorrow with the gospel you know we knew that these things are not eternal, you know. This that we are celebrating somebody's life; those kind of things, you know. So just had that example before me, um, growing up, and uh, so just really, yeah, just
0: a, a great time of uh, laid a foundation, right? Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Laid yeah. that foundation for for how to. You know, have that long obedience, if you will.
0: Um, and so, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip you <clears throat> past your your your. Uh, we'll call this your your pitfall, if you <clears throat> will, which is known as teenage years. That's right. <laughs> uh, or just acting a fool as a teenager, which is. I mean, you know, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, did what typical American teenage boys do right yeah um, tried to run and you know the, felt the Holy Spirit tugging me back I
1: mean it was just a constant right obvious yeah I was like okay I'm not gonna do this yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. tried to be <laughs> tried to be bad but that's yeah, right he kept on that's, making it right. come back to be good <laughs> um, yeah so then you meet your bride mm-hmm. when do you meet her
1: uh, so I was a junior she was a senior. In um, high school, in high school, correct, and um, we had known each other probably for a couple of years, but not really, you know, weren't really friends, if you will, just passing acquaintances. And uh, she had a really kind of a funny story. Um, she, I got her number and um, didn't tell her I was going to call her. Didn't really have any plans, but she was trying to get out of going out with her friend one night. So she was like, "Oh yeah, Justin's going to call me, and um, we're gonna, <laughs> and we're gonna go see a movie or something." So her friend was like, "Okay." So her friend was taking off forever to get ready, and um, you know, Jen's just kind of waiting, like, "Yeah, hey, he's really gonna call." And you know, and um, believe it or not, I actually did call her that night. And uh, we went out to a movie, and it was a terrible first date. Um, <laughs> she said, "If I had not been a gentleman, she probably would have not um, ever gone on a second date with me." But um, I did call and <clears throat> just say, "Hey, that date sucked. You know, we should we should try that again." And um, you know, it's kind of history from there. We've been married for uh, 20 years now and three kids and, you know, just the whole thing. So, so yeah, that was, that was kind of a marker, if you will, in my life, in my walk. Um, I think when we we got married that we, we both kind of realized that this is where we need to get serious. This is where we Mm -hmm. need to really live for the Lord. Uh, while we were dating, we did a lot of young adult ministry, um, We were in YAM, (laughs) young adult ministry that we had at Ocean View, and just... um, Sunday school was in
0: the GAP class. That's right. right.
1: (laughs) Graduates and professionals. That's right. All the acronyms, you know, we had to do it. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, just uh, just living for the Lord how we knew how. Um, If there was something that wasn't there, we tried to kind of make it happen for, you know, people that were our peers and people that weren't. We had a lot of... um, younger non-married folks that were you know part of that group too and just people that really,
0: i was in that group yeah honestly yeah. Uh, i was exactly. a little younger right. um, than, than you guys but i was in that i remember you guys doing that stuff yeah. and it was kind of like a the church was transitioning from right. a, a vibrant uh church to more of a tailing off Baptist yeah. church and uh and so you guys are trying to to revive it with life and yeah and, and I think you guys did a good job because there, you know there are remnants of what you guys did the ministries that you guys did that still exist at the church yeah. you know 20 years later so
1: yeah we did a lot of things at my parents house you know they hosted if you will and we just you know we had something similar to what we do now with small groups we had a meal and you know we just hung out and shared the gospel you know read the word and share the gospel with each other and Really, just did life together as a group. You mm-hmm. know, people came and went, and you know, over time, and eventually, it. You know, as everything does, we transitioned into more of a group with you know, young marrieds, and you know, people with kids, and you know, our ministry just kind of developed from there. And we've, you know, we've taught Sunday school different things over the years, but just always been serving, if you will, however God has called us to. Okay. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, so you guys. Are married, <clears throat> been married for a while, and of all of us in the crew of of young young married folks, this is again we're not young, we're still married, we're all still married, but we're not young anymore. But, <laughs> um, but in that young married couple, you guys were kind of the first ones to have kids, right? So, what was that like? You know, when when uh, the Gavinator came yeah. into being, um, yeah. How how did how did that change? How did that shift? you and Jennifer's relationship with the Lord but also your relationship with one another.
1: Yeah. Um, it was stressful. <laughs> I actually got shingles uh, while she was pregnant which the doctor said can be brought on by stress. So I don't think I realized how big of a weight, you know, fatherhood was. You know, it's great to be, you know, friends with guys, you know, and just deal with those kind of things and but just having that actual actualization that I was going to be responsible for another human being is just it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, luckily we, um, for us, we were able to buy a house the year we got married. So we had a home, we had a place, you know, um, to bring him home to, if you will. So a lot of that stuff was not really very stressful, but it definitely changed the, the dynamic. once you have kids, your life changes like it just does. You can't, you can't just go out on a Friday night and hang out. You can't just do things that you, you know, you are free to do, if you will, quote unquote, without kids, you know, you have a little more structure, you got to plan things and, So that was quite a transition for us, I think, and it definitely, I think we was, um, we'd been married, what was it, probably three years at that point, three, four years, so, you know, right in that phase where marriage is kind of hard anyways, you know, and then, you know, a kid comes in on top of that, and it just, you know, was a difficult The honeymoon was over. Yeah, exactly. You know, you guys are still (laughs) trying to figure out how to communicate and how to be, honest and open with each other all those things you know and just being tired as a new parent doesn't doesn't help that so so I think that was really um a a growing time for us as a couple Um, we met other couples that had kids and you know really learned from them and you know just were able to kind of see those things and (laughs) it's funny you know everybody says it but you realize oh I guess my parents weren't so uh (laughs) weren't so whatever the word uh, I'm trying to say something nice my parents weren't As dumb as we thought they were, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, um, they really knew what they were talking about, and uh, you just kind of learn all those things that you have to as a parent. And um, so yeah, so after Gavin, um, we had a miscarriage in between. That was a really difficult part. We had this plan of you know kids two years apart. We're going to do this thing, and that was at the two year mark. Had the miscarriage, and um, in the middle of it, it was. Devastating. We didn't know why, you know, what, you know, God, why are you doing this to us? All the questions, you know, we all ask. And, um, but as we came through it, we knew that God was bringing us through this so that we could minister to other couples in the future. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've done. We've been able to just share that heartbreak, if you will, with other families. Like, you know, it's, it's not something you, you want to do, but you know, if, if you don't have that, uh, brokenness in common, you can't you can't serve alongside people that do. So So yeah, that was tough. Um 2 years after that, uh, our second kid came along, Grady. Um perfect 10, ten, ten fingers, 10 toes, all the stuff, you know, came out great and um from there we weren't sure if we were going to have kids anymore. Um and or weren't going to have any more kids. We were going to still keep our kids, you know. <laughs> we're going to get rid of them. <laughs> um, you know, so don't don't catch me on that, but uh <laughs> Um, so is there a trial period?
0: With this? <laughs> if there is, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I the re- have the, re- thoughts. the return policy is up.
1: Yeah. You, you got 30 days or so. That's it. So, <laughs> so not sure if we wanted to have more kids, I should say. Um, but we had always had a heart for adoption. And so a few years, fast forward, um, 2017, well, probably the journey started in 15. I think we had yeah. to do lot of foster care classes and all these things and we weren't sure how we were going to adopt and there's so many ways I'm sure people know that have adopted that and if you don't there's a million different avenues but um so we went down that road and just kind of we're like we're going to take a step and see where God leads and if these doors close then they do if they don't you know then we'll go from there and um about two years later um we were initially connected with um one child that didn't end up working out she had a lot of just physical needs and emotional needs that we weren't able to handle. And, you know, the, the center who she was with, we just, you know, saying, Hey, she needs, you know, just different care. So, so that was tough because, was really we, tough. yeah. Yeah. Because we did, we kind of learned about her. We knew her name, we had a picture, you know, all these things that you kind of, just like when you become pregnant, you were instantly attached. Like, you know, that's, that's your kid. Like, you know, you just dream about what they're going to be like, all the things that, um, you know, new parents do. So, So that was another kind of like just really difficult time. We were like, oh, okay. So what are we, you know, what are we doing? And a few months went by. We just kind of were like, all right, Lord, it's up to you. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to push this. We're not going to force, you know, something to happen. We went to a a really weird uh, meet and greet thing that, you know, where you kind of, it was at a golden corral of all places. And you kind of do this, for lack of a better term, it's speed dating (laughs) with foster kids. It was a really weird situation. I don't don't recommend it per se. I think it's good for the kids cause they get to come out of their shell, but it, it was just really awkward. But so you go around you meet these kids, you know, you get to know them, Hey, so-and-so they kind of tell you their story. And it was an interesting, interesting time. I'll say that. Um, and then I think about a month later, we learned of our daughter and, um, we're just kind of told her story and, uh, we both looked at each other and we're like, yep, let's do it. And, uh, you know things kind of progress from there.
0: Uh, it was. Not- I, I'm going to stop you there yeah. because at this at this point in time, from 2015 to about 2017, you and I were meeting once a week yeah. Um, yeah. and doing discipleship early in the morning. Um, in front of. What is now Coaster Coffee for right. a little while? Sitting <laughs> right. on that loud street, yeah. correct. <laughs> we were like, we'll just have some peaceful coffee time. And it was like, whoa! You know, it's like not peaceful. Sitting at all. in our in our lawn chairs, yeah, that's right, right in front, that's right. Yeah. praying over the coffee shop, right. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I remember a specific time of you and I being at, at Starbucks on Ward's Corner in Norfolk, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and you were in a mul- in a in a vulnerable time of of just kind of wondering out loud why why why, yeah. why you know. If Lord, we're trying to do this thing. We're trying to to be obedient to to the call to to adopt. Why is it so hard? Right. You know. And and I think that's an interesting uh, way of bringing this all back to the long obedience in the same direction. Is because in the midst of life, mm-hmm. in the midst of of marriage to Jennifer, ha- you know, having your um, your boys. You know um, your biological boys, and and seeing God's faithfulness in that, and then getting to this place of adoption and and wrestling with the difficulties of it, but yet also never losing sight of the fact that God is faithful, right? Um, and just uh, and and I saw it, and it was just a beautiful a beautiful display of of just gospel living, hmm. you know, not just gospel knowledge, but gospel life yeah. lived out, you know, and um, so you have. You have Nikki. Mm-hmm. She comes and she lives with you guys. How old was Nikki when you guys got her? 17. Ah, oh, 17. <laughs> 17. That's... Most people, just so we're clear, do not adopt teenagers. <laughs> That's like the least yeah. age group to be adopted. And so Jen and Justin, of course, being Jen and Justin, they said, yeah, we want that age group. Right. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I do believe that part of that was because of the time that you guys spent... Um, Helping Aaron and myself with with youth ministry, yeah. you guys had a heart for those youth kids, and yeah. uh, and so and then you yeah, know.
1: and just doing the research in foster care, we saw those statistics where that fifteen to seventeen year old brain, they they just don't they age out, and then their life is just kind of right. lost after that. It's just it's tough, like, yeah, you know. So so yeah, so that kind of that was a shift in our adoption journey, really, where we kind of landed on that. Like yeah, older, you know teenage girl and the girl part is just that you don't want to have you know, sons that are older than your son. There's a lot of, you know, just you know, information on that just for you know, the house Fam- family, dynamic. family dynamic stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, we landed there and um, a lot of people were like, Why are you doing that? Why are you adopting a seventeen year old? And he said, Why not? She's still, you know, a child. She still needs a family. She still needs to be loved. Like, you know, so why not do it? You know, yeah. so so, and we learned a lot of those reasons that, you know, the, the questions people had, the difficulty, it, it certainly wasn't easy. Um, you know, imagine being thrown into being a, a parent of a teenager when you don't have teenagers. Cause at this time our boys were, I guess like eight and 10, somewhere in there, you know, they were not rebellious, you know, jerks yet. You know? <laughs> they were still sweet and they would give us hugs and, you know, tell us they love us and all that good stuff. and. Um, you know here comes this fiery redhead teenage girl and she was she was tough Um, she you know just had a lot of history and trauma in her past that just made her life tough and and she wanted to take it out on us and we understood we were like you know we can handle it you know (laughs) and and we almost didn't there was a time where it was it was really hard it was really hard on Jen and uh, and she definitely she definitely grew through that time we did you know together but for her it was a it was a different kind of growth, you know. It was something where she had to realize that this is not against me, this is just against, you know, past traumas and all those things and just had to really grow and give that to the Lord, you know, and that's, Well, there's
0: humility in that. Yeah. There's humility in being able to see that this is not this is not Nikki's attack on right. you. This is Nikki's attack on her past. Yeah. And you guys are the first ones who were willing to listen to it. Yeah. You know. So you guys come out of adoption and you got your kids growing up to be in the teenage years and, you know, all the difficulties that come with that. And you're always, you know, the gospel's ever before you guys and ever before them. And, um, and so really right out of that transition, you come into a season of, um, really being <laughs> co-founders, if you will, of, of Little Creek Church. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so, you and i were in the back of the prius right yep. and this as we've told the story yeah. of like hey justin <laughs> you want to play in church sure. yep
1: sure whatever
0: <laughs> 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 and uh and i i um, i say that because that is your heart and and i not not flippant but it is like a um, whatever the lord wants that's what we're going to do yeah. and so so you then move into a season of being being a on in the core team, but an elder on the core team. Yeah. Uh, so you you have transitioned now from a, an elder at OV. You know you went from being like a young man at OV. Uh, again, born in the baptismal, you know, kind of thing, growing up in the church, growing into um, rooted faithfulness as as an adult. Um, still growing and maturing, and again, long obedience in the same direction. You know, you have your lulls, you have your highs and then you've come into this elder role where you are now the spiritual leader of of the church family yeah sure um and so and now we're going to go do that and we're going to go build a new family you know and and you took that on uh, alongside me and how how did what did that do to your faith hmm. what did that do to you and your wife's faith together but also what did that do to you guys um and, and just your family dynamic and, and how how did you grow closer to lord how did you struggle with the lord yeah. in that season yeah so it was
1: it was terrifying i guess if i could put it in a word um just to to kind of put in perspective you know like you said we've, we've been in this church we've raised our boys in this church our daughter for her last year went to high school at OBCA. um you know she graduated there as a senior she just she was loved on by that school you know all these things so our Our church walk if you will as a married couple as a family is at OV so you know we're we're saying yes we want to you know multiply out of here and we're gonna plant a new church and that's hard that's not it's not something you do take lightly that's not something you just do and just go Oh yeah we're just gonna go to another church that's you know that's a difficult thing your church is your family and if you if it's not then maybe I I pray that one day you find that you know that church family because Mm It was the best way I, I've just I've worked out to describe that time was more of a breakup, if you will, or like a I don't know how to, like a transition in our life for sure, where you're you're not leaving you're you know you're leaving well, but you're still leaving you know these people behind and and going to plant this new church and it was it was it really stretched our faith it, you know made us question why are we doing this we have you know so great here we've got people we love people we care about all these things you know and we're gonna go deal with messy people over here and start a new church and do like, it's just, that's hard. Like, why do we want to go do that? And, and obviously that's what the Lord's calling us to do. He doesn't call us to sit back and, you know, and take the easy route and, you know, just do what, what we'd like to do if you will. Um, so yeah, so during that, that transition, um, it was just, it was weird. We had to walk through it. We had to talk about it and really just kind of say, you know, what are these feelings? Why are we, you know, what is, what's going on? Our, our kids were, Kind of in that transitional phase of being in youth group and we're taking them away from the youth group and you know put making them walk around the streets with us and knock on people's door you know just stuff that, that kids don't want to do you know and they had to sit in the floor of a uh you know little hall that the city council or not city council but the civic league civic league met at and you know just just weird stuff it was it was tough for them and and um, but I think they ultimately they grew through that as well, and um, you know I've seen that you know, just in their maturity and their ability to, you know just talk to people and you know be open and not be sheltered if you will you
0: know I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in on our kids yeah. for a second because um, we have my oldest and, and, <clears throat> and Grady your youngest boy uh um you they're the same age yeah. basically a couple months apart mm-hmm. and and then Audrey my next. My next oldest, um, they're she's a year and a half behind them, right. and so they all bonded together. And I think to this day, yeah. five years later, um, they're still connected. Oh yeah, because of they all had to sit on that <laughs> crusty floor. They <laughs> they all had to go outside during, during, you know, the preaching time and, right. and do kids ministry. You know, they, they had to do a lot of the difficulties and they did it together and it bothered yeah. them as, as brother and sister, you know, yeah. Yeah, to the to point where they go to each other's ball games, oh, yeah. you know, they and they, and they love being able to support each other because they, they know what it's like to have to go, you know, be on the front lines.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, they had to lead, they had to help out in kids, men, you know, at, at their age right you know and it wasn't we didn't force them to do it but no. they, but they they rose to the occasion and they, they knew yeah. they needed it They right. knew
0: they needed to do it they knew that we needed we needed them to do it and yeah. they and they I think they stepped out and I yeah. think it was a huge moment of, of leadership yeah. for, for them and uh, an example for them to, to yeah. share
1: definitely definitely so and it's been a cool like it for Gavin too. it it brought different opportunities for him that he might not have sought after you know, if he had been an O.V., he mm-hmm. started going to Young Life and, you know, doing some other things with kids mm-hmm. at school and, you know, just really reaching out to another group of peers that he may not have really reached to if he had had that safe place, if you will. Right. You know? So it kind of forced him to kind of find something that, that he could belong to. And and you know, I think that's the way it should be. I don't, you know, I mean, I, sure, he would have been fine at O.V., you know, but, but I think he's really – he's grown lifelong friendships, you know, through Young Life and through that experience. So. Right.
0: That's really so, good. Yeah. That's really good. So, how have you? We're gonna transition. We're gonna land land this in a minute. But how have you? We've gone from being a church start to now being an established church, and you're still one of the elders um, of, of the church. We've added new elders to the mm-hmm. team. Um, what What does your faith journey look like right now as as an elder of Little Creek Church that is establishing itself in the two three five one eight? community mm-hmm. um how what's what's your role now how do you how do you find yourself seeking the lord today
1: yeah. um i think it's definitely i feel like i've transitioned into more time of um prayer and just listening to the lord and, and kind of looking um i know like robert has said before that just looking for those opportunities where you see somebody that you know that just needs to have a conversation somebody that needs to you know just see what's going on and um I've I've learned a lot from from these uh, older guys that we have here, and I've I've really enjoyed that. We had some of that at OV, but not as much I think as all of us younger guys would have appreciated back then. That we had the old guys around, but I don't think they were as engaged, if you will. And I've just really learned a lot, um, you know, through this time from from guys like Robert and you know just his wife Donna, just people that you know just really love the Lord and are getting after it, and it's just so great to see that. In what's going to be our next phase of life, like how do we, you know, how do we get from here to there? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's it. Like that's what we, ha- that's how we keep going. You know, this because this church plan thing is it's exhausting. Like you know, yeah. it's it's a lot of work. You know, like physically exhausting when we were at AIM, but now it's it's spiritually, mentally, you know, exhausting when you're. I mean, you know, as we all know, people are messy and they're they're hard to deal with. They're hard to love on sometimes, but but that's what we're called to do. We're called to you know just to be down in the dirt with people and, and show them that, you know, the light of Jesus. And, and so just really during this time, I think I've, I've learned to just kind of be still a little bit and not be able to do everything. I've been working on my house for like a year and it's, you know, I think everybody knows that and it's drives me nuts. We haven't been able to host anybody like, so our life has kind of shifted in a way that we didn't expect because of this. And I haven't been able to be, physically hands-on which is weird for me because that's what i do that's what i I like to work with my hands and help people do those things so i've been able to just be relational i've been able to just be you know have conversations go out to lunch you know things that are just that i normally wouldn't make time for because i was doing other stuff so the lord just kind of you know transitioned that i think in the last year specifically but yeah just during this time at the church it's 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 changed you know so that's good man Thank you. I'm yes, sir.
0: excited to uh to be able to to share these conversations. Um I I think when we when we do talk about long obedience in the same direction, we have to remember that um this relationship with Christ is not a it's not a momentary get out of hell free card. Yeah you know when when our life is is changed by the gospel and we are convicted of our sin and we repent and we're justified before the father because of the work of the son we are then started on a on a on a long journey yeah. of sanctification yeah. until we get to be in glory with God again and uh and so i wanted to tell your story of sanctification because i think that uh, with every with every mark of of milestone in your life you saw God's faithfulness and you and you pursued his faithfulness and uh so I appreciate you sharing yeah, that and
1: that's that's how you get through those things you have to just press into the Lord you know when it's when nothing else helps the Lord is there you know like it's Amen. just so yeah thank Amen. you
0: all right you've been listening to the behind open doors podcast where we take you behind the scenes discovering what it takes to multiply disciples leaders and new churches Let the word dwell richly in you, and may God multiply your efforts for the kingdom.